This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. And today's entertainment pod is the best one yet. It's amazing. T-Boy is the top three pop business news stories you need to know today. But this year-end bonus episode is our top three entertainment stories from 2023. And if you've got a buddy in music, movies, or the media industry, you gotta share this episode with them. Ladies, if they're an actor, a journalist, or a PM over at Snapchat, just slide this pod into their DMs. And if you show us you shared, you'll be entered to win a free kit of T-Boy merch and two tickets to a live show next year. In the meantime, Jack, I got the mascara. I got the blush. You're looking fantastic over there. First stories for today's entertainment pod. What do we got? For our first story, it's The Lion King from January 6th. Disney's Lion King musical set a Broadway record. Because on Broadway, you can't make a living, but you can make a killing. For our second story, it's I, Messi from July. Lionel Messi came to America to play soccer, but the real winner was Apple. We call it iMessy. For our third and final story, it's Spotify from September 21st. Have you noticed songs are getting shorter on Spotify? Because they are. Yeah, the average song is literally shorter because artists don't just play for fans. Artists play for algorithms. But Yetis, before we hit that fantastic mix of stories. That is just a wild mix of stories, Jack. This is Jack. That's Nick. And we're both in the media industry. Full disclosure. (laughs) We never thought we'd be in media, did we, Jack? Like, did you ever think that? But we kind of love it. It's a great career. Honestly, what makes media such a fun industry to be in is that um, it's such a hard industry to define. I actually kind of hate the words media and content because they're so annoyingly vague. Yeah, like together they all cover TV and YouTube and singing and dancing and Broadway and streamers, all that stuff. If you watch it, it's content. And if it's content, it's media. But Nick and I think there's a better word. Entertainment. Entertainment. It's more entertaining. Literally. And we covered enough entertainment stories this year. 
I don't know, to win some kind of award. Let's say an Emmy, Jack. We'll take the Emmy. <laughs> we'll, we'll accept. First, the Mario Brothers set a box office movie record. And then Barbie and Oppenheimer set a new box office movie record. And then NASA launched a streaming channel called NASA Plus. We now have subscriptions to a NASA movie channel. What is going on, Jack? 2023. Well, who could forget Mr. Beast, the king of YouTube, launching a burger chain. Mr. Beast Burger. And then we looked at the business model of late night talk show TV. James Gordon stepped down. And what have we learned about late night TV, Jack? They're not that profitable anymore. And we looked at Saturday Night Live's brand new growth app. SNL's Instagram is bigger than Saturday Night Live on TV. Netflix opened its first mini theme parks. And Disney's not mini theme parks hit record high profits. HBO totally rebranded as Max. And Twitter totally rebranded to X. But Sesame Street, they're still kicking it, aren't they, Jack? And for the fourth straight year, TikTok did not get banned. Congratulations, TikTok. So Yetis, toss on some PJs and grab a screen or two. Join us on this media journey. Let's jump into our three favorite entertainment stories of 2023. And action! 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. For our first story, it's the Lion King musical. This story is from January 6th. The booming business of 2023 so far, it's actually the Lion King musical. So we're looking at the economics of Broadway. There is only one way you and I can kick off this story. Push and play. Come after us, Disney lawyers. Oh, The Lion King. The movie came out in 1994. Great year with James Earl Jones dominating as Mufasa. Yes, and that's when Nathan Lane taught us what a meerkat was. Jack, you are not a millennial unless you've had like recurring nightmares about those hyenas. Ed, Ed is such a great hyena. I gotta be honest, Rafiki, a little scary too sometimes. I kind of love Rafiki, actually. He's a great guy, but he's kind of intense. Well, Yeti's The Lion King musical. The musical was created a few years later, and it's living on like Elton John. Get this. Between Christmas and New Year's of last year, Broadway had one of its best weeks of ticket sales in the history of live performances. $50 million of ticket sales. Hakuna Matata money. That's what we're talking about. By the way, Broadway draws 14 million people per year. That's a lot of people. That's more people than New York City's professional sports teams combined. Madison Square Garden, how do you like them apples? Last week, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child passed $2 million for the first time in a week. Last week, Chicago the Musical had its best week in 26 years. Last week, Carol King the Musical was crushing it. Yeah, because baby boomers just apparently love that musical. But the star over the holidays on Broadway was Simba, Nala, Pumbaa, Timon, and maybe Rafiki too. The Lion King musical brought in a whopping $4.3 million in just seven days. $4.3 million in ticket sales. It's the best week of sales for any show in Broadway history, edging out Hamilton from before the pandemic. Jack, have you seen this musical, by the way? No. Okay, it is like, it is every single mask in that show is like a life-size Picasso. I heard humans like are somehow giraffes and going up and down the aisles. It's an engineering marvel. 
Oh. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I gotta see this. But since we can't get tickets right now, Jack and I jumped in T-Boy style, and we noticed The Lion King is actually the only publicly traded Broadway show. That's right. Just like the movie back in 1994, this play is still 100% owned by Disney. And here's what we find fascinating. Disney has figured out how to scale the musical business model. Disney has made nearly $2 billion in ticket sales on The Lion King in the 26 years it's been on Broadway. And that's because The Lion King, unlike any other show, simultaneously plays in nine different cities at once with nine different productions. 115,000 people can see this show weekly. Now we know what you're thinking, Yetis. Yeah, 10 times more people could probably see The Lion King musical if it were streamed on Disney+. But viewers paid 10 times the price to watch it live in theater. That's what we call the circle of life. The average ticket for last week's The Lion King was $300 on Broadway. That's why The Lion King is the highest grossing show in Broadway history. So when you hear these huge numbers, you're probably thinking, uh, Broadway musicals, they must be profit puppies. False. Yeah. Broadway is actually one of the riskiest business ventures we've ever heard of. So James Earl Jones, what's the takeaway for our buddies over on Broadway? You can't make a living, but you can make a killing. Yetis get this only 20%, 20% of musicals on Broadway make a profit. It's like one of the riskiest business ventures we've ever seen. 80% fail. Yeah. Yes, the ticket revenues are high, but so are the costs of a Broadway production. According to The Hustle, to launch a musical on Broadway requires, on average, $15 million just in upfront costs. But unlike other industries, there aren't economies of scale with live theatrical performances. So the performance doesn't get cheaper the more you perform it. The costs just stay the same. And if you want to do a second production, you have to pay double the costs. It doesn't scale like tech does. You've got equipment and marketing and rent you gotta pay. That's over $2 million in operating costs every single week. Oh, and if the show can't make $2 million in ticket sales in the first two weeks... The show gets canceled. Yeah, the show does not go on, apparently. And then, if it gets canceled, you lost that entire $15 million upfront investment. So the way Jack and I see it, clearly investors do musicals for the passion. Because it's actually one of the riskiest ventures we've ever seen. Simba, someday everything the light touches will be yours. For our second story, it's I Messy. Nick, take us back to July 18th. Lionel Messi, the world's greatest soccer player, is officially an American soccer player right now. It says he plays for Inter Miami, but Lionel Messi really plays for Apple. Coach Tim Cook would like to have a word. <laughs> Yet he's Lionel Messi, the biggest athlete in the planet, the most followers on Instagram. He won the World Cup last year. Keep going, Jack. I love what you're putting out. What else we got on this guy? He turned down $500 million from Saudi Arabia to play in the United States instead. Now, the last time Jack and I talked to you about Lionel Messi, we talked about how Lionel Messi took the most unconventional deal we'd ever seen. Instead of 500 million Saudi dollars, Lionel took equity over cash. He took upside for this Argentine. Here's what happened. Messi is getting paid by Inter Miami Soccer Club to play soccer for Miami. But he's also going to get paid by Apple and he's going to get paid by Adidas. <laughs> Not too shabby. And on Sunday, Messi arrived in Miami, held up a pink number 10 jersey and officially became America's biggest Soccer player. By the way, for a pink podcast, we should point this out. 
This team in Miami is the only men's professional team in the United States to have pink as one of their colors. Yeah, they're slamming salmon from foot to head. And the first match for Inter-Miami with Lionel Messi, tickets are going as high as $110,000. $10,000, Jack. We haven't seen that kind of money for a ticket <laughs> since actually since Taylor, Taylor Swift last weekend. Since like tomorrow. It's actually cheap. But yet here's what Jack and I found <laughs> fascinating about this story. The real story isn't actually Lionel Messi. The real story is actually Apple. You don't think of Apple as a streamer or as a sports company for that matter. No, not really. Not really, Jack. When we look at the revenues, it's not. that's not the focus for the company. But Apple has the exclusive streaming rights to the number one sport in the world in the number one biggest TV market in the world. Because Yetis, let's sprinkle on some context here. This is year one of Apple's 10-year deal to stream every single major league soccer game. If you want to watch Lionel Messi on Friday night, you can pay $110,000 to watch him in person in the stadium. Oh, must be nice. Or you can pay like 30 bucks to watch him on the Apple TV app. Yeah, we'll take the latter. Now, this is key, Yetis. Lionel Messi doesn't just boost the prospects for this club, Inter-Miami. He also boosts the prospects for the entire Major League Soccer. And that is why Apple sweetened this here deal to bring Messi to America to play soccer. Apple wants MLS to blow up. So Apple is giving a cut of each new subscriber to Apple's MLS Pass to Lionel Messi. Apple just bent the financials like Beckham. Probably like a dollar of every subscriber goes to Messi, not just to Apple. So the way Jack and I see it, as much as Messi is playing for the team in Miami, he's also playing for the team in Cupertino <laughs> known as Apple. I think Messi's on the Apple org chart. Like seriously. They've got engineers and then they've got a roster that includes Messi. He's vice president of goal scoring. If you need help with your iPad, you can see Messi at an Apple store. Oh, and yet he's sports are becoming the centerpiece of every streaming business strategy. We've noticed that in the streaming wars, the battlefield is really the playing field. Amazon has Thursday Night Football now. Apple has the other football now. Yeah, that's why they went after Messi. So Jack, what's the takeaway for everyone in the streaming wars? The lasso way. Apple's master plan to make Americans love soccer. Yetis, Jack and I are feeling like we're experiencing a master plan. A master plan that is playing out to perfection. Three years ago, Apple debuted Ted Lasso season one on streaming on Apple TV+. A classic tale of an American with a mustache who knew nothing about soccer or about coaching soccer. Well, two years ago, Apple bought the streaming rights to America's Soccer League for $2.5 billion. Just as Ted Lasso was winning American Hearts and winning Apple Emmys. And today, MLS has the number one athlete in the world, and you can only watch it on Apple TV. That's why we're calling it the Lasso Way. Apple's master plan to to make America love soccer. <laughs> and then make a heck of a profit doing it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yeah, is how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yeah, he's bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, 
what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. For our third and final story, it's Spotify Songs. This one's from September 21st. Yes, Yetis, yes. Today's music is shorter than the music from the past. Yep, Spotify and music streaming have literally changed the sound of music. Call Captain Von Trapp. The hills are alive. The hills are alive. With shorter music, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) But Jack, to hit this story properly, can we travel back in time? 1972, way before we were born. In 1972, The Temptations won three Grammys and had the Billboard number one with this track. What was it? Papa was a Rolling Stone. We would play it for you, besties, but we'd get sued. Now, here's the interesting (laughs) thing about that track. It's seven minutes long. That's pretty long. But what was also crazy about that song is there wasn't a single word until a minute and 57 seconds into the track. It took them two minutes before they started speaking. It was just like guitars, drums, horns, and a whole lot of funk for two minutes in the song. It was still a fantastic track. Nick and I were listening to it before the show. We love this song. But that top song from 50 years ago would never get produced today. And why is that, Jack? Because today, the average song has shrank down to under four minutes. Can you sprinkle on a little more context, Jack? That's down 30 seconds from the year 2000. Get this, Yetis. Let's look at Beyonce's Cuff It. Three minutes and 50 seconds. Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. Three minutes and 19 seconds. Olivia Rodrigo's masterpiece, <laughs> Bad Idea. These hit songs are short. That yeah. one's just three minutes and 10 seconds. Yetis, nearly two out of three songs that hit number one in 2021 were less than three minutes long. That is really short. That's not a song. That's a paragraph. That's a song that starts with a two at the beginning. Really short song. That's awkward. (laughs) So we got to ask the question, why are artists shortening their songs? And what is the answer, Jack? The Spotify algorithm. Yetis, the business model of streaming has literally changed the beat. According to Wall Street Journal reporting, streaming platforms punish and reward songs depending on two key metrics. Okay, okay. Here's the first metric. It's called the skip rate. And that's how often people skip to the next song within the first 30 seconds. So if you're listening to a track for only 29 seconds before pushing next, then that counts as a skip and the artist 
doesn't get paid. If you listen for 29 and a half seconds, they don't round up. Eh, it's a skip too. So Spotify will not recommend that song. Only if the song is listened to for 30 seconds does it count as a play and does the artist get paid. And here's where things get kind of funky, Yetis. That phenomenon has caused musicians to move the best part of the song, yeah. the chorus, the chorus best part. up into the first 30 seconds to get you to keep listening. To make you listen to the first 30 seconds so they get paid, they've moved the chorus into the first 30 seconds. So Ed Sheeran is serenading us with an afterglow chorus 20 seconds into the song. It's like, whoa, that was quick. And our buddy Olivia Rodrigo is dropping a vocal climax like in the intro beat. So the 30 second skip rate rule is one reason music is shorter today. Okay, but there's another one, isn't there, Jack? The other reason is non-complete herds. Okay, here's what that is, Yetis. If you don't listen to an entire track, then Spotify actually punishes the artist. So artists are just finishing early. They're ending before you have the chance to push skip. For example, Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, I will always love you. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I will always love you. Yeah, let's get right to it, Whitney. Jack, take it to the bridge. What is the takeaway for our buddies over at Spotify and all streaming? Artists don't just play for fans. They have to play for algorithms, too. Here's the crazy thing, besties. It's not just musicians who are changing their music, their content, to score points with an algorithm. It's all digital content whose viewership depends on an algorithm. For example, have you noticed those long dinner recipes you read online when you're just trying to make a meal? How long does it take to bake a chicken? You have to read 2,000 words before you get the answer. The recipes are long because that's what wins Google's search algorithm. Or have you checked out YouTube recently? Yeah. The crazy face of the host on the thumbnail. Well, those faces are crazy by creators because they want to satisfy YouTube's algorithm. Now, tech platforms would argue that their algorithms reflect what consumers want based on what consumers are clicking, viewing, and their watch time. But Jack and I don't remember filling out any surveys about wanting two-minute and ten-second songs. No, I don't want a two-minute and ten-second song. Yetis, the Temptations, they could afford seven minutes of funk back in the day. But artists today can't because they are playing for the algorithm, too. Now, time for the best fact yet. This one whipped up by Jack and me. Jack, what do we got? Our favorite kind of best fact yet, a trivia question. Oh, this is such a good trivia one. You want to kick it off, man? What's the most watched YouTube video in 2023? Oh, yeah, here's a hint. It's the same video as last year. And the same video as the year before that? And the year before that. Besties, the most watched YouTube video of this year is... Baby Shark Dance. Baby Shark <laughs> Dance. Because you don't watch that video once. Uh, you watch it till you go crazy, Jack. And you actually don't watch it at all. You plug your ears while your kids watch it over and over and over. We'd play you a clip, but first they would sue us because they make a lot of money. And second, you would not tune in for tomorrow's podcast. You'd sue us too. <laughs> oh, Baby Shark, it is a full body experience. Jack, this song lives in your head, but not rent free. It charges you rent, man. <laughs> Yetis, you looked fantastic for our bonus entertainment pod. Jack, what is the best thing to do if you enjoyed today's podcast? You gotta share this episode with your buddy who works in media. Yetis, call up your agent and give him this episode. Are you not entertained? If they're not entertained, they should listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and if you show us that you shared the episode, you'll be entered to win a free kit of T-Boy merch and two tickets to a T-Boy live show. Now that is some content media, Jack. Now that's entertainment and scene nick and i will see you next week i already said and scene <laughs> <laughs>
If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. I want to quickly tell you about the show, Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam Altman. From Wondery, Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within OpenAI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, the best one yet, business movers, and many more. Wondery means business.